From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We hope this finds you well, and we are really glad to be with you here on another fun Monday. These Mondays are great. After Saints wins, LSU a winner over the weekend, too. Tulane, maybe we'll talk about that later in the week. That didn't go so well um, as the Greenies continue to build under head coach Curtis Johnson. But all in all, pretty good weekend. Uh, other than the rain, I think the weather cooperated with most people's plans as well. Uh, we are with you today and have a jam-packed program. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer's at the other microphone. Our usual Monday visit with him here in just a moment. And uh, producer Dan in the chair as well as we get set to bring you a week's worth of shows here on the Black and Blue Report. We have a, already a dynamic guest list, not only for today, but for the uh, remainder of the week. So I think you'll want to make sure that you check back with us each and every day. Noonish, noonish. Mondays are a little bit later than noon because of the Sean Payton presser. But uh, noonish uh, for the new edition of the Black and Blue Report each day. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live, at John DeShazer, and at Black Blue Report. Uh, so now we've thrown those on the table, and John may as well throw some some weekend stuff out on the table. By the way, it's good to be back. Um, NBA broadcast meetings were fantastic last week. Uh, I will discuss more about those and. Some of the new stuff coming the NBA's way a little bit later this week here on Black and Blue Report, but kind of good to be back in the studio with you guys. Well, I I can't lie, you know, I missed you being here. Now I didn't miss being at the broadcast meetings because you know, like I I can't lie, folks. You know, we have a fantastic meal there, so you know, media we miss the food more than we miss anything, and uh, dinner at Carmine's was sorely missed by myself. So, you know, I, I want to see if I can get back on that rotation because, you know, nothing against the cafeteria here on campus because it's wonderful cuisine. However, Carmine's is Carmine's is a cut above. Yes, it is. And a we missed you. Above. We missed you in New York as well. But you were very busy as the, the lead guy now for New Orleans Saints dot com. Uh, more on that game in a moment. Uh, college football over the weekend was about as horrible as I can ever remember it. Something well, has got to be done well, about what we saw. I mean, LSU, dominant performance, actually played an SEC game. That made sense. But the whole rest of the day, well, you can have it. The remedy of this is going to be the playoff system, so they say, you know, because, you know, teams will have to beef, beef up their schedules because strength of schedule will play into the formula. Now, here's, here's the only, I guess, problem with it, if you want to call it a problem. Those schools, the Savannah States and the Bethune-Cookmans and the Florida A&Ms who are, you know, getting, you know, creamed on Saturdays they need these monies to help run their athletic budgets and I don't know where they're going to get those funds they're going to have to come up with some other creative way to get 900,000 or 300,000 dollars in a given Saturday or over the course of a football season well, or you know they're going to have to drop down and play a different level or something along those lines but you know you can't continue to have the Ohio States and, and teams like that just pulverize these teams because it it begins to be, become a defeating the whole purpose one you beat the crap out of them. Two, 
you beat them up physically, so they're not fit to play the next game that they have to play on their schedule, as a matter of fact, because they're so beat up from playing the big boys. So, you know, there's nothing good coming of this except the paycheck. Yeah, I, I just don't – I am I guess I'm now finally in the, the camp of play in your own neighborhood. If you play in your own neighborhood all the time, you don't need $900,000 to yeah. run an FCS program. Yeah. Now, I can get 10 ADs, I'm sure, on here will tell me that, yes, you do, and this is the nature of the beast. Well, then the beast needs to change. But here's my thing. As a consumer and as a fan, imagine, if you will, imagine, if you will, you're a New York Yankees season ticket holder, okay? Mm-hmm. And one or two series a year, instead of playing somebody else in Major League Baseball, you're going to play Norfolk yeah. or New Orleans yeah. or Memphis, another AAA team. Well, not even AAA. You, you might be playing a single A well, of the equivalent. Perhaps. <laughs> but that's, you get that's the equivalent, here, right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and I'm with that. I'm, I'm with, you know, play to your level, whatever level that is. But just even from a consumer standpoint, imagine if you're, again, you're a season ticket holder for Major League Baseball. But one mm-hmm. weekend or two weekends a year, they're going to take a weekend and write a big check to a AAA team. Now, I would say, well, then I'm not paying for a full major league schedule. I guess as a fan or a consumer, there are two different worlds. FBS is one, yeah. and FCS is two. And in my opinion, uh, nary should the lines be crossed. Well, no, they shouldn't be. I mean, and, and really, you know, and, and, and I don't know necessarily know if these were FCS teams. I mean, this could be Division two or, or three, Division three caliber. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I can I can understand completely where you're coming from, and I and I subscribe to that theory also. I I don't like to see these paycheck games. I hate to see it. Um, I hate to see teams basically, you know, for lack of better words, you know, programs pimp themselves out to be beaten mercilessly for a check. I can't stand to see that. That doesn't help in any way, shape, or form morale. It doesn't help you with the caliber of your program. All it does is put a little money in your pocket. And obviously, it's not putting enough money in your pocket, or you would have to play another one of these games the next year. So, you know, I just don't like for your budget to depend on getting nine hundred thousand bucks from Ohio State to get your brains beat in. Meanwhile, the NFL weekend, um, and you can have all the Duck Dynasties and Real Housewives and everything else and Big Brother. Uh, there is no reality television right now than live pro sports, and and the epitome of it right now is the NFL. We we don't. We think we know, but then we don't know what we're going to get into each weekend, and that's why here on Monday morning or Sunday night, however you consume it, um, there's always great stories. There's always great stuff to talk about from the weekend. Did, did you all think at the start of the year that Pittsburgh or Washington would be off to the horrible start that they are or that Miami, whom we'll talk about plenty this week, would be off to a 3-0 and start? Uh, all these things are somewhat unpredictable and make NFL weekends fantastic, you know, I think that for me, and I, and we don't have the time or the format in this show to kind of run down the entire NFL weekend, except for the team that we cover with the New Orleans Saints, which we'll do in a second. But a couple of, there were a couple of things. You know, we talked about the teams that are struggling out of the gate. The New York Giants getting absolutely oh manhandled. Who'd have thought that the Jets would be the best team out of New York right now? And then the 49ers deal. And the reason I bring this up is, A, I thought this team was supposed to be the class of the NFC. They're now struggling to score the football and as a result of a sub-500 record. But the other thing was the Alden Smith story that came out over the weekend. Gets popped for a DUI. Apparently there are other transgressions involved. And the 49ers made the decision, the young man, because he's very young still, 
the young man needs professional help, needs rehab, and this is to be applauded, and it is a necessary part of the recovery process. But hold hold on. The Colts are going to be in town this weekend, so we're going to have you play the game first and then go to rehab on Monday. If they were playing the Jaguars this weekend, does Smith go into rehab before the game, or does he play the game as he did this weekend and then go to rehab? I, I don't know, but I, I do know this. I, I, well, one, I don't think he I don't think he would have played against Jacksonville because mm-hmm. they know they're going to win that game. Uh-huh. But I just thought that was just so – I don't know how to say – see, I, I've got words for this that aren't appropriate for this format. So can I say chicken poop here? Is that – Yeah, that's okay. fair. This okay. is a podcast. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. chicken poop. I just thought that was so just chicken poop to say this guy is in trouble. He needs help. We have this great concern for him. Uh, we are a great organization, and we really care about our players. But, oh, by the way, he's going to play this football game first. Football should not be the priority right. in this situation. And it's also a privilege to play. Yeah. I mean, okay. this, this should not be the priority. Now, even if you can't, by NFL standards or mandates, suspend him yourself, you can hold him out of that game. That is up to you. That is your prerogative completely. And to let him play, to say this game is more important basically than his well-being because you should want to immediately get him into rehab, immediately obtain the help that he needs. Instead, well, this game is a little bit more important than that, and then we'll get him get him started on the road to recovery on Monday. I just thought that was just such a load of stuff. Yes, and I brought it up because it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way on the whole deal. So – some chafing involved in this issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ty- uh, Tyron Matthew is on the uh, program today. Also, Malcolm Jenkins. Talk about a big event he's got. I think that's tonight, by the way. So we get to him on the today. And then it is Monday uh, after a Sunday regular season game, which means the late morning Sean Payton presser that uh, I think we've done the last two weeks now, Producer Dan, that we've had that for you uh, as a part of the program. Not the entire thing, but we'll we'll try and pull out the – the one to two to three most important things about it and have that for you in our final two segments of the show. And Producer Dan's already steaming out of his ears about how long you and I have gone in this first segment. But before I let you get out of here and we get to our list of guests today, uh, we need the J.D. rundown on yesterday's, in, in my eyes, pretty dominant win over the Arizona Cardinals, 31-7. to Well, far and away, the Saints' most complete game of this season, I believe, held. Uh, the opponent to less than 300 yards for the second consecutive week, scored a career, a season-high 31 points, uh, piled up a, a season-high 400-plus yards. Uh, Drew Brees with another sharp performance. Uh, special teams did a great job in terms of punt coverage against Patrick Peterson. So they couldn't have asked for a more well-rounded performance. The only if there's a, If there's a dark side to this, uh, the protection of Drew, Drew Brees is going to have to get better. Now, people can say the run game, but the Saints can essentially use a short passing game as their run game. They've done that for years. They can equivalent that and, and kind of even it out. But Drew Brees got sacked four times yesterday, and he got battered around. And at that rate, nobody, no quarterback is going to take that amount of punishment throughout the course of a season. So the protection of Drew Brees is going to have to improve. It has been top-notch for five, six, seven years, and that's what we've gotten accustomed to, and maybe we've gotten a little bit spoiled because it's been that way. But certainly the level is going to have to rise because nobody can take the beating and the pounding that he's been taking the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think the other fair thing, though, is this with regard to the running game is that the more I went back and watched tape of yesterday's game – 
the more you realize that Arizona was hell-bent on taking away one phase oh, yeah. of your offense, they were saying loading you got, the box. They were, yeah, they were saying you're going to have to throw yeah. it to and, and, and if you want to do that against number nine, be my guess. And, yeah. and what happened happened. You got destroyed in that on that front. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Jimmy Graham, who, by the way, uh, is really uh, right now the the class of his position in this league, if not the class of anyone catching a football right now, as he racked up another big day yesterday, 134 yards receiving, two touchdowns. John, that's got to be up there when it comes to the league. Tight end. He's third in receiving yards, period, mm-hmm. in the league, and second in receiving touchdowns. He's got four already, or second in scoring touchdowns, I think, four already. Uh, just really having a phenomenal year right now, and, and I don't see – in a stopping point because, you know, again, he's a guy who, if he's double-teamed, Drew Brees still trusts him enough to throw it up and say, go get it, big boy. He's 6'7", he's 270, he can take the pounding. He, if, you're, if you're in a goal line situation, you know, you jump ball it with him and you let him go. All right. All the other coverage that you need uh, with regard to yesterday's game is already up if you haven't seen it already. John and I did a post-game report yesterday from the press box. Plenty of locker room interviews, the whole nine yards. That's all right now, currently still up on NewOrleansSaints.com. And a little bit later in the show, we'll dive back into the uh, the weekend and, the, and what lies ahead with the uh, Monday morning Sean, Pre- uh, Sean Payton presser. That could be a little tongue twister right there. Yeah, that can be a uh, Anyway, Tyron uh, Matthew uh, coming up in just a moment. Don't forget, Malcolm Jenkins still to come. And again, Sean Payton's Monday morning visit with the media. Full show for you today. John and I have, uh, well, we've, we've done it again. We put producer Dan in a in a backslide here with regard to the time of the show. Chatty Cathy. Yes. Yes. So again, all the sound interview and all that still up on NewOrleansSaints.com. Back in a moment with the Badger with Rob Nice after this. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer MyAuctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Oh, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. 
Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. All right, Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report continues. Uh, Tyron Matthew in a moment. By the way, if you did not catch the uh, kind of the farewell speech by Yankees closer Mariano Rivera from Yankee Stadium yesterday, uh, I think that's probably uh, must-see TV for you here on this Monday. It's worth checking out. A great moment as we had many of those over the weekend in the sports world. Yesterday's win over the Arizona Cardinals also featured the return of the Honey Badger to uh, Louisiana. Former LSU Tiger Tyron Matthew playing now for the Arizona Cardinals. Had an interception yesterday, but I think most of us are pleased that the Badger left with an L and the Cardinals fell hard to the Saints 31-7. Yesterday after the game, our own Rob Nice caught up with Tyron Matthew and it is brought to you by our good friends at Verizon. Tyron, your thoughts on today's game? Well, they had a pretty good game plan. Um, I mean, I think we were silent in coverage for the most part. You know, Drew Brees, he's a heck of a quarterback. You know, he's fitting that thing in some, in some tight windows. And um, I think those guys are stuck to their game plan, and um, uh, they just beat us. So much was made of you returning home this week to your hometown in New Orleans, playing in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The last time you played there was with LSU for the national championship. What was your number one priority coming into this game? I wanted to come here to win a football game. Simple as that. Um, not, I wasn't caught up in too much with the outside, uh, outside influences. You know, I wanted to come here to win a football game. And, you know, he wasn't able to do that. Three games into the season. Uh, what are your thoughts about the speed of the NFL and how have you been able to adjust to it? It's not fast at all. Um, I come from the SEC. Um, it's more of a communication thing. You know, I think every time you get beat on a play, you know, it's not, you know, uh, athletically. You know, it's all about, you know, communicating with your teammates. All right, Rob, thank you very much. A lot of uh, post-game content that comes out of the locker rooms is brought to you by our good friends at Verizon. Stay tuned. More from Rob and the Saints as we continue on this Monday here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Monday nights and Tuesdays are very popular uh, slots for Saints players to do community service work and get out and be amongst the fans, and that is uh, certainly no different this week. Last week we had, what, Lance Moore stop by and talked about the big football for her event in Slidell, which I think producer Dan is tonight, isn't it? I want to say it's tonight. It's tomorrow. Lance Moore's is tomorrow. That's right. Okay. Anyway, we had Lance on last week to talk about that. Malcolm Jenkins also uh, getting out and about uh, this week. As a matter of fact, uh, he stopped by and sat down with Rob Nice to talk about his community service efforts with regard to an event going on this evening. So, once again, here's Rob Nice. Thanks a lot, Sean. We are here inside the Black and Blue Report. We have special guests. We have Malcolm Jenkins in the studio. Malcolm, how's it going? Yes, I'm going good, man. Everything's good. All right. Uh, so far in the season, early on, or, or, or how you feeling health wise? I'm good, man. You know, it's it's uh, obviously early in the season, but you know, I think my body's holding up pretty well, and hopefully, to stay that way. Okay. Now, not only are you uh, heavy on the field, but you're also having a community and you have your foundation going on. We understand you have this big event that's happening. Uh, it, 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 it's it's one of those things to where it's good food, it's good people, but it's also for a great cause. Can you describe it? Yeah, it's called the Taste of New Orleans. Um, this is our second year doing it. Last year was the first one, um, and it, it was phenomenal. We have uh, about somewhere between 15 and 20 restaurants from around the city come prepare a dish, and then we match that up with uh, specific wines. And so you just walk around, basically eat, you drink, and then we have live music. We have a DJ, uh, some silent auctions and a live auction event. And, you know, some of my teammates will be there. And it's really just, you know, a fun cocktail party. And all the proceeds go to my foundation. Um, we have a big program that we do year-round uh, with the youth here in, in New Orleans. Now, what I've seen from from these these taste-type events, we have – uh, we also uh, often see some of the uh, the players or celebrities helping out with the servings. I mean, we, we see the players walking around and yeah, mingling. We, and We give them uh, aprons so they look like they're doing something, but usually they just walk around with a plate of food and probably some wine just like everybody else. <laughs> well, this is some good cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now your second one, what, what's going to be different from the first one to this one? Uh, I think it's 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 going to be very very similar, but um, you know we obviously have a few additional restaurants than we did last year. Uh, we have a lot more backing from the community, and and we have some more wines, and I think a few more of my teammates will show up. So um, you know last year it was kind of packed, and we kind of tried to rearrange some of the tables to fit a little bit more people in there. But I think eventually we're going to have to find a new venue. Sounds like a great way to spend your, your you know, your, your Monday night. You know, it, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's a, a great cause. It's great food. And, and being in New Orleans for a few years now, what, what's something that you learned about the food here in New Orleans? It's, it's very unique. And, um, and I think it's, it's probably one of the best things, but one of the most frustrating things is when you go other places. I go back home to New Jersey or go to Ohio where I went to uh, college. And you have restaurants that have like New Orleans style food. Mm -mm. They call something mm -mm. Cajun, and it's terrible compared mm -mm. to you know what the real thing is. And now I, you know, I know it's 
fraudulent once I ate it. I got mad. I went to an oyster spot in Columbus, Ohio. That's in and, the middle uh, of the United States, first of all. Just just in case you don't know, oysters are, are, are good along the water. Yeah, exactly. By the time they get to Ohio, they're a little different. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they were selling them for like 12 bucks, and it was only you only get three. I was I was very upset. We got three at lunch today for free. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was I was kind of upset, and it was is you know they were bragging about how good their oysters were, and then you know I was very disappointed being let, from down here now. Let me tell you something. You can put uh, garlic and, and uh, butter on anything you want and make it taste good, but if seafood is not fresh as it is here in New Orleans or yeah. in the uh, the neighboring states, or you know on the coast, you know they have lobsters, of course, in Maine and around that area. It, it, it's not it's not the same, yeah, man. It's, but, it's not the same. Uh, getting back to the charity thing, uh, when when you started giving back, how did it grow into what it is now? Uh, one thing, uh, especially like my my rookie year, and then halfway into my my second year here, I did a lot of stuff in the community. I was going to schools, uh, reading the kids, just doing a bunch of you know a bunch of stuff. It really had no aim or direction. I was just whatever somebody needed, I came and did it. Um, and I sat down. And I wanted to really put a focus to my efforts and and really attack one thing um, and try to make a difference. So me and my mom sat down. We created the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. Um, and we wanted to really focus on inner city youth and, and underserved youth um, here in the city, as well as um, in New Jersey, where I'm from originally, and then where I went to school in Columbus, Ohio. But most of what we do right now is <laughs> is here in the city. We partner with the Urban League College Track Program. And basically what they already had was a academic support system where they brought these kids in from their freshman year to the senior year and they give them, you know, all the academic support and needs after after school program. Um, and we were able to partner with them and then bring the life skills aspect to it now so that we were trying to, you know, make them well-rounded individuals. In their first graduating class, we were able to give $10,000 in, uh, in scholarships, but their first graduating class, I think 34 out of the 37 um, were accepted to four-year colleges, most of which were first people in their, in their family to go hmm. to college. And, and in this past year, we were able to give uh, about $25,000 in, in scholarships. So, and that was after we had the um, the fundraiser last year. That's where most of those proceeds came from. So we're excited this year. And we, you know, we get goals to kind of be able to affect more and more kids um, every year. And, and like I said, this program is year round and it's an after school program. They meet every Friday. Um, there's a curriculum is, is well organized and you know we're excited about it. Now it's a very special Monday night. Uh, where's the event? It's at uh, the Pavilion of Two Sisters in City Park. Okay. And uh, like I said, it's just it's a very very uh, fun atmosphere. It's just music, food, drink. Uh, you know, just come and have a good night. Well, first of all, I'm coming with you. But <laughs> if uh, if anybody else would like tickets, how would they be able to get them? Yeah, you know they're they're going a little fast, but there's still some available. Uh, you can go on our website. It is themalcolmjenkins.org or themalcolmjenkinsfoundation.org. That's themalcolmjenkinsfoundation.org. Um, and all the information is there, um, whether it be for this event or any other event. We have our calendar, all the things that we're doing in the community, any information you need if you want to support, you can find that at that website. All right, be sure to log on, and we understand that the tickets are limited and going fast at the same time. Malcolm Jenkins and, and his teammates will be there as well. Family and friends, be sure to come through. It'll be for a great cause, not only going to other cities that you've been around, but, of course, the greatest city uh, of New Orleans in that area and the greater 
New Orleans area to benefit these schools and send these kids to college. And it all happens for a great cause and a great time tonight. Be sure to be there and log on and get those tickets. Malcolm Jenkins, thanks for stopping through the Black and Blue Report. I appreciate Good luck you with your event, me. man. Thank you. All right, thank you, gentlemen. We'll wrap up the program here in just a moment and a big wrap-up for you. It's Monday, so the Sean Payton Monday Morning Presser comes your way next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As we uh, promised, Monday morning means the Monday morning media briefing for head coach Sean Payton and the media to get together over the indoor practice facility. That concluded moments ago, and we're hustling here to get everything lined up for you to get the uh, show out and ready to go. A couple of topics that stand out today. I can't play the whole thing. You'll, of course, find that or the transcript, for that matter, at uh, NewOrleansSaints.com. But I wanted to throw a couple of the comments your way, including – one about the Saints defense that you know seemingly has played beyond expectations or certainly has been evaluated very well in this 3-0 start. And when you look at how it's all played out, certainly we've talked about pressure with regard to the Saints defensive line, but also the play of the defensive secondary. And in fact, Peyton acknowledged both, but says they're kind of almost, well, in concert with each other. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. <clears throat> you know, if you're struggling on one area, the other area uh, seems to get a little bit more attention. Um, you know, so when that front's playing well, uh, the clock on the quarterback's head's different, and, and it affects the passes. Um, you saw that occasionally yesterday. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's good to see. We, we've tried to, and Robin and staff have done a really good job of, uh, of sticking with some principles that we believe in coverage-wise, and then kind of mixing them throughout the game plan. One of the other things that uh, Coach Payton looked back upon with regard to yesterday's game was the red zone 
for the Saints offense. Going into Sunday's game, the Saints offense was one of seven in red zone visits. And so uh, a little more evaluation after a little bit better day for Drew Brees and company in the red zone. Peyton talked about those trips yesterday. You know, I, I think overall pretty well. Um, you know, we had the explosive plays that we're used to. The, and uh, again, it, it was the type of game once it started to unfold that it was going to be a, uh, a game of opportunities in regards to man-to-man coverage. And so typically you're passing efficiency and, and maybe completion percentage uh, is different than it would be against a zone team. Uh, and yet you have the ability to, to hit some big plays, which we were able to do. All right, when we come back, more from head coach Sean Payton and the Monday morning presser. He talks about a couple of the first-timers that saw action yesterday, and we look ahead to Miami. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Final segment of this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. I'm Sean Kelly. Let's continue with our conversation about Sean Payton's Monday morning presser, shall we? Um, yesterday we saw several play for the first time. We're talking about you know rookie free agents. Uh, Lolito started on the offensive line. Kyrie Robinson get and got in and got his first carries uh, late in that ball game. Coach Payton talked about some of those guys getting a, a look yesterday. Well, I was in the four minute really at the end, so he, he did a good job handling you know the runs he had and uh, and he was excited to get in there. There's a few few guys got their first opportunities. You know Lolito's first game. Uh, Kyrie, you know, there's a handful of guys, uh, Foster playing. I mean, these are all not only rookies, but rookie free agents. So it was uh, it was good to see them. And finally, while it is early, 
uh, it is time to look ahead a bit. A week from today, the Saints will host the Miami Dolphins, and Sean Payton will get his first looks at quarterback Ryan Tannehill in earnest as they begin to study up for that action. I know he's a real good athlete, though. You know, players played receiver initially at college and then moved to quarterback, and then playing quarterback in the NFL is is uh, unusual. And uh, <clears throat> we'll get a good look this week on film. You know, they've certainly uh, done a great job there and, and have gotten to a, gotten off to a good start. Uh, had a big win yesterday late in the game, and <clears throat> it'll be a tough challenge for us. And so like the Saints, the Dolphins are 3-0. They're setting up a marquee matchup for the uh, big boys over there at Monday Night Football. We can't wait. That's uh, still a week away. Uh, because it is a Monday Night game, Coach Payton also announced today that the practice schedule, the routine for the week changes up a little bit. Uh, the players will be in tomorrow on Tuesday for weight room work and video work. They'll have Wednesday off, and then the work week really picks up on Thursday. Normally it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday type deal. This week with the game being on Monday, they'll go hard at it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. No updates otherwise on injuries. We won't know more about that until Thursday. And uh, certainly we'll pick up the conversation again tomorrow as we uh, bring you another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Lots of the program tomorrow, uh, including Heisman Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Famer Gino Toretta. That's a part of our program, and a whole lot more. Hope you'll uh, tune in tomorrow. Don't forget to help us spread the word about the Black and Blue Report, available for free on your mobile device through the New Orleans Saints app, on your desktop at pelicans.com or neworleansaints.com, and, of course, free and subscribable through iTunes. Our thanks to uh, John DeShazer today, and for uh, producer Dan, I'm Sean Kelly, saying so long. Happy Monday to you, a winning one here over on the campus at Airline Drive. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.